Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 53 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. If it's your first time here on the podcast, we talk about video games and movie news, as well as what we played or watched over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. My name is Craig. And let's get into the news. Sure. So, the news is kind of all over the place this week, so there's not going to be a real theme or just... uh, Sometimes we like to transition, but I I don't see a transition for a lot of this (laughs) stuff. Nope. Uh, right now, Ratchet and Clank is going to be getting a PS5 update, so it's just going to be running at 4K 60 frames a second. It's nice to see that they're supporting that remake, even though that game is as old as it is, even in PS4 standards. Uh, they must see a lot of people downloading it thanks to kind of the stay at home and play initiative that Sony did. So good on them. I didn't expect it. Yeah, that's still available until the 31st, right? For free? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's the 31st of April. I think it's I think it's like the 28th or something like that of April. But you I'm I'm telling you, we talked about it last week. Like there there are good games on this thing. Yep. Very rarely do you get that many good games for free. And Sony's doing a really good job of it yet again. You know, these are older games, but if you haven't played them and don't want to spend money, this is kind of the perfect way to do it. I agree. I love Ratchet and Clank. I just have to remember to download it again. (laughs) sony is going to be closing the playstation store on ps3 and vita uh late summer of this year if you know i kind of understand the ps3 i don't know many people that are playing it and the vita is kind of their only portable system so and they haven't had games come out come out in a while for it so it makes sense that they want to free up you know dedicated teams to stop running those things even though you know no real games are coming out for that anymore. It it is what it is there. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, this always happens, but um I don't think I really bought too many things digital on my PS3. I think almost everything was physical for me. Did you have a lot? No, uh yeah. there were some things cuz even I remember the great PlayStation outage. Yep. I don't remember the year, but I remember the yep. outage and that was my main console and then as kind of the gift, quote unquote. Yep to the players was a couple free games uh you had to like pick from a list didn't you yes we did because i remember i picked infamous and something else same here same here yeah infamous and something else as well but Mm -hmm. you know so be it you know it's it's kind of weird thinking about that time where you know the it was just down for months and Mm -hmm. i can't imagine um (laughs) like a ps4 or ps5 down for that many months of online like your your console would be committing you know suicide at that point like you you wouldn't be selling anything and everything like that that was i'm gonna have to go back and maybe do some articles and a deep dive into that entire situation because that uh that's still crazy to me to think that you know a sir you know playstation was down i think for almost four months maybe even longer yeah i just remember because i had both and i had my 360 and i mainly played on 360 but i remember like every week or so i would turn it back on and be like nope still down so you just go back to the 360 or whatever but yeah that was crazy i don't remember there was a group i think that took you know said that they did it but it was down forever yeah but it's it's going to be a bittersweet ending to a lot of those games because I know the a lot of the big a lot of the big uh things that people are gonna miss about it is stuff like and I even watched a video on it on IGN. 
this weekend, but it's like the PlayStation Home app. Do you remember that where you yep. could create your avatar? You, you had your house bowling. too. Yep. Yeah, you had bowling and you had stuff you could do. Mm-hmm. And I only learned this this weekend, but apparently like each server was like a different cityscape. Oh. So you could like go to the Japan server and it would be like a different cityscape than what the United States server was like. It was cool from the video I watched. And if you're interested at all in it, just watch it. It's on IGN. Uh, I don't I don't remember offhand if it was every game, but I remember some games that I played like gave me some items yep. for my yep. house because I remember putting stuff up, but I don't remember what they were. It'd yeah, be funny think... if it was still up. <laughs> yeah, I think Resistance was one of the games okay. that did something like that. Killzone probably did as well, and I really miss Killzone. But mm-hmm. That's a different. That's a different thing for a different day. Mm-hmm. Do uh, did you have any news stories? Or you just want me to keep going through it all? You can keep going. The only thing I have is Pokemon Snap, which we could probably do at the end. Gotcha. PAX East is going to be canceled, but is looking uh, to do in in person events, kind of, and they do like say other in person events, which is probably just small groups of journalists or maybe a lucky group of 10 gamers get to go and uh get to go enjoy this but you know if everything's been on hold for a while now it kind of sucks to see that uh that that's not going to be getting uh in-person event because pax east is probably one of the biggest events that you can attend to in person and e3 used to not be like that but pax always was yeah so i think it's just in general everything's probably going to get put off again this year just to be safe hopefully next year is the year we finally get back to normal yeah and i will say i guess a segue into that is that the tokyo game show is going to happen in september and it is going to have people in it Hmm. uh september's a long way away yeah so i guess that makes sense and the tokyo game show uh i know we hear about how bad COVID is in the united just the united states but I know in it's it's all over the world. It's not stopping anytime soon. But I, I do believe that in Tokyo and Japan and that kind of thing, they've always been ones for wearing masks when you're sick or being respective and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I have to imagine maybe it's not affecting them as badly as it is around here where, you know, you've you've people blatantly <laughs> not wearing masks. But that's because that's the stuff we see in the United States. We don't get to see what happens with Japan and COVID. Right. But, you know, it's nice to see some event just because, you know, I miss the events. If I'm being honest, I do miss the the E3s and the PAX game shows where I could come home from work or school, sit down in front of my computer, play video games and on another monitor have, you know, the games being announced. Yeah, it was those were the days. I mean, we'll still have the digital E3 stuff, right? We'll still have a Microsoft and Sony and probably Nintendo conference. So we'll have that. But yeah, it's not as the same as watching a big like arena filled with people getting all crazy for the announcements i do miss that yeah like with the bethesda um <laughs> studio stuff always somebody's always yelling over i think todd howard is his name yep the last time i remember was there was a girl yelling constantly like super obnoxious so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so two stories about ballet and wonderland uh wonderworld sorry one, uh, there it's getting a patch to fix a flashing bug during the final boss scene that could have caused like uh, seizure attacks. And it, it's just very typical for this game. And Balan Wonderworld, which I think is kind of funny. IGN's review just went up. But Balan Wonderworld is getting review bombed in a positive way. <laughs> if you look at the if you look at the score on Metacritic, I believe the 
uh, the guest score is like sitting at a nice green 7.3. Okay. And it's kind of funny that why review bobbing would happen for this game in a good way is just completely random out of out of its mind. And critics have it, you know, in a, a red 43-53 at this point. The IGN reviewed it as a 4 is bad, which... We'll get into Ballet and mm-hmm. Wonderworld because we both <laughs> played it this weekend. But uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know, to each their own, I guess, because I'm going to have some nice things and some bad things. But Is we, there a reason that they decided to review bomb it like that? So apparently a lot of people are saying, one, it's bots doing it. Okay. Like bots are the ones putting in all the reviews. And other people are saying that it's kind of this blind favoritism toward the director of the game who made games like the old Sonic games, like uh, Sonic, you know, Adventure, which was 3D and a lot of fun, where this game isn't as much fun. So it's a lot of people trying to stand by the director, Okay, I think. Uh, or it's just bots. It's, <laughs> it's probably just bots. We then have Cyberpunk announcing that a patch is going to be released, fixing a lot of its problems. Not much of a story there. Is Super anybody Mario- still playing that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I, I think so. I think yeah. people are continuing like even even if you were excited for the game, maybe you're just waiting and holding on it until you finally get enough patches behind it before you start playing it. Maybe it yeah. was in a, it was in a pretty playable state when we decided to finish it and when we did our special. But yeah. um, they continue and CD Projekt Red will continue to kind of split the team and work on whatever next Witcher game and continue to support Cyberpunk to get that done. So. Good on CG Project Red. It's it's been a, pr- a very rough holiday season for them, so it's kind of nice to see in March that maybe they're going to get some of it back together and and fix what they did wrong with that game. Yeah. Super Mario 3D All Star sales soar during the final week as fans announce, and by the time you listen to this, Mario is going to be dead. Yeah. Uh, fans are yeah fans are <laughs> announcing that tomorrow march 31st when you hear this it'll be april 1st but it's the day mario dies uh <laughs> just just because nintendo kind of put all of these things in place where you have you know the third um the battle royale mario game yep. is going to be dead this game is going to stop production so you have a lot of people now going okay time to buy it yeah you and know, also the, the uh the bookmarking site for uh mario maker they took that down this week um and then they're not updating mario maker 2 anymore so for whatever reason they just decided that mario is done yeah (laughs) for for whatever reason i i really don't understand the whole point of like i get that nintendo like games especially are these highly collectible things and it kind of sucks that you know some kid who maybe didn't figure or like didn't know about Mario and then three months down the line here, you're not going to be able to find this game. He has to go, hey, mom, can we get this game? And it's like $100 from some scalper on eBay or something like that. Yeah. So it sucks that that's how it has to happen. But Nintendo does this to boost their numbers for their first and final quarters of the year. So we're we're getting to that point for a lot of businesses and Nintendo knows what it's doing. I know people have been upset about this, but like Disney has done this my entire life with their vault. Yeah. Like it's it's no different. Um I know people get upset at Disney for that, but it seems like they're more upset about this, but it's not anything new. This has been going on forever in movies and games. So they give you more than enough time to buy the game, honestly, at this point. Yeah. I don't even remember when it came out. 
It was a while ago. Um, yeah, this game came out like I think summer of uh summer or you know, fall of last year. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So we just see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Looking through my stories, uh PGA Tour has announced that they're going to be coming out with next gen games next year. Not that big of a surprise considering I the P I think PGA Tour did a good job. Uh, this year as a, as a starting point i'm just hoping they build on it with next gen and i'm hoping they add licensed golfers because god it needs that mm-hmm. and we talked about that in another podcast but we'll continue to go here twitch streamer ludwig who is one of like the biggest twitch streamers that you can be on right now has been live for over two weeks <laughs> he eats on camera he plays games and he sleeps on camera it's not like he's been staying awake for two weeks but he started this subathon thing for where for every sub he got, he would stay, you know, he would continue streaming for 20 seconds. And I checked the stream today. He's been streaming consecutively for 15 straight days. Um, <laughs> it's or insane. I can't imagine like your computer just has to be like gasping for air at this point. Just like, please save me. And, <laughs> you know, he's a really popular streamer, so he probably has the most top of the line whether he's double PC streaming or triple PC streaming, he's going to be able to, his computer can probably handle it, but I can't imagine like 15 days straight and actually sleeping on camera. Like that's, yeah, that's crazy. That's next level. That, that is next level <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I'm just looking over here to see what else we have. And that's it from news for me. Well, go ahead with yours. Um, we got a pretty decent look at Pokemon snap this week. We had some uh, gameplay and some information leaked out, um, multiple paths, right? Different times of day um, among some of the things. What are your uh, thoughts so far? What do you think? So I'm glad I'm glad it seems like they're trying to put as many like replayability options into each world where, you know, and and primarily what we've seen is the beach area where. You know, you've seen it in the morning, the afternoon and night. And, you know, they kind of show you what the glowy balls do when you kind of hit a Pokemon with it and it kind of glows. And I imagine the effect is for at night. You know, Mm -hmm. you'll probably get a lot more effect out of that. But I'm uh, the game looks good. And a lot of times what I don't understand is poke and Pokemon can look that good. Yeah, we you know, a lot of people are upset with what you know uh with sword and shield and how that game looked in the end like you couldn't just make pokemon snap like you know pokemon sword and shield look like snap because snap looks <laughs> fantastic right in a lot of ways and multiple ways are good i just hope there's enough differentiating areas like uh, I- i'm trying to think of like a magic number for areas to have in this game maybe like six or seven i yeah. i'd be okay with that you know, if we start only having four, uh, four different areas to go to, but you can travel them in different ways. I just don't feel like that's a lot of variety in the end. Yeah. It's funny that they showed all this new stuff and they were talking about all the things you can do. But what I was most excited for was literally them saying that you don't have to zoom in to take a picture anymore. Yeah. I was like, that's such a zoom in post. Right. That's such a big improvement, um, and making it easier to get the right shot. But I think, I mean, it's given me all the nostalgia vibes. I'm super excited for it. This, there was nothing really that made me question if I'm going to like it or not. I know I'm going to like it, um, but at least it seems like they're on the right track. But it does look really good. I was impressed with how good it looked. Yeah, it doesn't look, I, it doesn't look cashed in. 
which is nice. No, yeah. I would have loved to have seen, and I listened to a couple podcasts, but they were mentioning how there is like a camera, like Labo sort of thing, almost like a VR extension. And it would be awesome to kind of have your switch sitting in this cardboard <laughs> camera box and using the Joy-Con to take pictures and maybe the gyroscope makes you move around. Like that would be like next level immersion in a lot of ways. Yeah. But um, someone like me who I do like photography and I do like editing in that in, in my photography as well. I'm really excited to, you know, and while it's virtual, I'm really excited to see what kind of photos I can pull off and see what photos, you know, other people are going to pull off as well that are much more talented than me. So yeah. it's, it's going to be fun. The Labo thing would be cool, but I think uh, Nintendo is going to stay very far away from cardboard from here on out. <laughs> not that people Probably didn't right. buy it but i don't think it did as well as they wanted it to yeah no i'm with you you have any other news stories nope we're do good we, there. all right um do we want to do the bracket yes let's okay. do the bracket then. all right so in honor of march madness still going on um i have made a bracket and randomized it of all the bigger games coming out this year and we're going to go through this bracket and pick winners and it'll give us the definitive this will be the best game of the year sponsored by high sensitivity gaming put a stamp on it so our they, stamp yeah i'm yeah. for this Let's stamp this. of approval all right so we're going to start with the first matchup we have back for blood versus stalker 2 so give me back your thoughts blood. and i'll give you mine you think back for blood yeah, I think Back for Blood is probably one of the top seeds in this gaming <laughs> tournament. They're kind of they're everybody's been clamoring for Back for Blood to come in and you know make it all the way to the championship. They've wanted a game like this for so long. Yeah, I just don't, and they I know they delayed it, but yeah. I just don't see how it could fail just based off of people want more Left for Dead, and that's exactly what they're going to get with this game. And I just yeah. think for I just think for Stalker, they're maybe kind of like the 16 seed here <laughs> where not everybody's so excited about it. And Stalker would have to, you know, would have to prove this miraculous upset to even even yeah. if it's a better even if it's a better game. I don't know if it's going to upset uh, back for blood because so many more people are behind that team. It's true. Now I did randomize the orders, so this ended up being a six versus seven match. So okay. Um, but my opinion is it has to be back for blood. I enjoyed the first stalker way back when, but I don't think it has the pull that back for blood has. Like it's pulling on that left for dead nostalgia that literally almost everybody has. So I think this one's a no brainer. Back for blood should easily win this one. Uh, second one, we have Resident Evil Village. Versus Deathloop. For for me, this is pretty easy. <laughs> yep. um, I'm yep. going to go with Resident Evil Village. Okay. Uh, that's that again is almost like a two one seed, whether or not mm -hmm. it's in the East or West Conference, North or South <laughs> doesn't really matter. Right. Um, but that game has so much hype around it. We know I think we know a lot more about that game. Right. So Resident Evil knows it's giving us exactly what we want. And after the popularity of Biohazard slash seven, I right. just think that they're going to they're going to continue to to kill it. And even even if they don't, they made so much fandom around the kind of the Lady Demistru and the and the vampires that, you know, they're even if the team doesn't play well, their mascots are hot as heck. So <laughs> <laughs> side note, they they did have a uh, life size cutout of her. That's in some stores, apparently. So be on the, I, be on the I lookout for that. Way. It, it <laughs> might hit my uh, it would be really close to hitting my ceiling. Yeah, it would. 
All right. So I think in in my this is a no brainer to me too. Um, I think Resident Evil's the definitive pick here. Deathloop is so up in the air for me. Like I'm not super excited for it, but I did start playing through Dishonored, and I am enjoying that. So I think I might like Deathloop more than I originally thought I would. But I think this is Resident Evil hands down. Yeah. Uh, next one, we have Outriders versus Ghostwire Tokyo. Ooh, okay. So <laughs> th- this one's a little bit harder for me because Outriders, I, I don't think it's going to be a bad game. I think people are going to like it. And I do really like the stance that they're taking on cheaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can read more about that in articles, but their stance on cheaters is going to be pretty strict. But Tokyo Ghostwire, ever since its E3 presentation and the one lady who was kind of awkwardly fun and uh presented it in a fun way i'm i'm personally more excited for for uh tokyo ghostwire but i also think that you know this that team is like a probably a seven or eight seed Mm -hmm. that could really aspire to great heights but it could also you know play as if they're a 16 seed yeah and that's the that's we don't know anything about this game and that's why i'm kind of i'm gonna go ghost i'm gonna go ghostwire regardless Okay. But it's going to be in a really close matchup. Surprise. Yeah, this is this is a tough one. Outriders, we've played, right? We played the demo, so we have a kind of an idea. Ghostwire, we really have no idea. Um, but I think based on just the premise, I think Ghostwire has the potential to be better. So I would yeah. also go Ghostwire on this one. Um, but that could be a big miss, right? Outriders could end yeah. up being great, and Ghostwire could end up being terrible. But for the uh, sake of this, we'll, we're going to go with Ghostwire. All right, so this next one is uh, an interesting one that got matched up randomly here. We have Skyward Sword HD All right. versus Pokemon Snap. Ooh, <laughs> dang. Both, yep. the, the, the big Nintendo yep. uh, rivalry here. This is kind of... This one's tough because... Yep. If, well, we know Skyward Sword, right? Yes, we know Skyward yep. Sword, and I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, mm-hmm. which is why in a much easier decision than I actually expected, I'm going to go with Snap here. Mm-hmm. Snap is, but and it's kind of funny that both of these games, people have been hammering to like give us a remake or yep. give us something new with these games, and you're finally going to get both of them in the same year. Skyward Sword, it's going to do a lot for people who didn't either play it on Switch or didn't like the motion controls, and I get that. But for me, it's been so long since we got another type of Pokemon Snap thing that I think Pokemon Snap is kind of this ancient sleeper that did well, you know, in the olden days. And now it's, you know, it's back. It has a it has a new head coach. It's a rejuvenated (laughs) new new young team. And I think I think there's a lot more uh, a lot more excitement behind Pokemon Snap than there is uh, Skyward Sword. I think Skyward Sword will sell more than Pokemon Snap. For me, I enjoy Pokemon more than Zelda. So I think Pokemon Snap is like the easy choice for me. Um, So so far we agree on everything, which is pretty cool. All right, next one. We have the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes. Okay. Versus Returnal. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay, so for me... I'm I'm actually going to go with Returnal here. Okay. Now, I am excited for Pokemon Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond, yep. but 
the thing is, is I, I'm not as close with Generation 4 as other people are because Generation 4 was the first DS Pokemon to get on there, and I don't remember much of Generation 4. I'm really excited for what Returnal's going to do for PS5 and the roguelike genre, mm-hmm. and I really want to see if Returnal can get my attention like Hades did. If it can right. bring the the really cool art style, which the game looks really, really good, and an interesting story. And as long as the enemies are fun to play against and the environments are different enough, I think Returnal has uh, a, a much bigger, you know, that that's kind of the much the much brighter. It's the new it's the brand new team. Yeah. It's the team that just got into the March Madness tournament for the first year. <laughs> and it's Pokemon who's been in the tournament year after year after year. And yep. I think me personally, I just want to see Returnal, Returnal do it. Okay. I, I'm going Returnal here. So I think Pokemon is going to sell more, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even think it'll be close. Um, Returnal, I think, is, <laughs> I think Returnal is so up in the air. I actually would almost go with Pokemon in this one. We need to, like, flip a coin or something. I don't know if I have a coin for <laughs> for the sake of your end. We'll put Pokemon on there, but I and I do know that Pokemon will sell more. Yeah. But I do think that there's a chance that the better game will end up being Returnal in the end. Just okay. if we're if we're looking at maybe critic value, just because we know what Pokemon remakes, you know, they're a known quantity and people always buy them. Right. If we're going purely based off of sales. You know, that's almost like the number of fans each team has that I don't yeah. think that'll really I, I really don't think that's a that's a good definition of maybe what takes them into the next round of the tournament or not. I mean, you can argue we can switch Returnal. No, no, let's go Pokemon. <laughs> all right, let's, we'll go. Let's go all right. Pokemon. All right, we're going Pokemon. All right. But next if, one. When go we ahead. revisit this bracket, I want yes. it to be known that that, <laughs> that I was a, Returnal. Yes, that I was a Returnal fanboy. And OK. If, well, maybe we revisit this bracket after the after all these games come out. And, yeah, at the end of the year. Yeah, and we just you know we look at what actually won and compared to what actually happened. The the betting <laughs> odds on this have to be insane. Instead, they of, have to. Yeah. Somebody call up the 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 bookies. Yep. All right, this one's pretty interesting. We got Horizon Forbidden West and Halo Infinite. Dang. The. <laughs> this is a tough one. Yeah. No, this is now. This one we might have to argue about. We'll see. Yeah. L- uh, Maybe not. But, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I keep flipping back and forth here because the Halo Halo has such a toxic fan base. Like it does the and Horizon is kind of the it was kind of the new big IP that came out. You know, a couple years ago. And people were like, wow, story games are good again, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see the next point in that in both of these games. I just think, you know, I I hate to say it, but I'm going to pick Halo here. One, because I think it'll probably sell more. And yet again, we just talked about how selling more may not be the best thing. Right. But I also think that this game has been so long in development and who, and now that I think about it, who knows? It may not even come out this year. Maybe it might not. Yeah, yeah Horizon may get a may get a first round buy <laughs> out of all this, especially if the game doesn't come out. Yeah. But as long as Halo comes out, I do think that has to that has to beat Horizon. I do think so. Yeah, my initial thought was that it was Horizon, even though I'm not a huge fan of these games, just because of the trouble that Halo's been in. 
Um, but I think at this point they can't release a game not in a good state as far as Halo goes. Like they don't have a choice. They they have to hold it until it's perfect. So I think if it does come out this year, I think Halo is the choice. But who knows? It may not even come out this year now. Like there's rumblings that it might not. So I think I would go Halo, honestly, assuming yeah. it comes out this year. Yeah. All right. So then it ends up there was a bunch of because of the amount of games, like there was a bunch of people who got first round buys and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, we have Mass Effect Legendary Edition versus gotcha. versus Back for Blood. OK, so I I still want to say Back for Blood here. Mm-hmm. I know I know we have a I know we have a decent amount of people who love Mass Effect to death. Yep. And had this legendary edition of mass effect been like an app like a like a reimagining a rework a remaster instead of instead of them just kind of remaking the games i think i would say mass effect here but back for blood i think is what i'm going to stick with here again just because of the the excitement behind this team is i think it's i think i think is more than uh more than mass effect I think it's back for blood just because I'm excited for this, the legendary edition of Mass Effect, but these aren't remasters, right? This is just making it look slightly better, you know, 4K, 120 hertz or whatever. But um, if it was remasters, I think it would have a better chance. But I think back for blood in this case should win this one pretty easily. Yeah, honestly. in a lot of ways, this is a cash grab for EA. This Mm -hmm. is EA going, okay, people want this game. We'll we'll, we'll release it because it's going to sell. Yeah. So then we have a new matchup actually that got uh, into the second round again because of the amount of games here. So we have uh, Monster Hunter Rise, which is technically out, right? You have have played it Uh, and Far Cry 6. (laughs) Sorry for the silence. I'm I'm thinking because I I do like Monster Hunter Rise from what I've played so far, Mm -hmm. but and I used I think, to really like Far Cry, but I've fallen yeah. off. Okay. What were you going to say? Yeah, I think you have to factor in people's thoughts on the Far Cry series right now. Like, I don't think it's in a great place at the moment. Um, you do have a big name attached to this game, though, for the villain. Which yeah. Which might and, draw on some people. And that's what I'm excited for. Like, mm-hmm. he he is a really good actor, Giancarlo Esposito. Yep. And... I I think I could I I really want to get back and the fact that it's going to take place in kind of a Spanish area me personally I'm I tend to be biased toward right. that's that that sort of game so oh man I you know after all I've said I I do think Monster Hunter Rise so do when, I yep yeah yep I I, I just yeah. I'm not a Monster Hunter fan but. My faith in Far Cry has gone so far downhill. Like Far Cry 3 to me was a perfect game. Far Cry 4 I loved. Um, but then you had like Primal, which was bad, and Far Cry 5, which was not great. So I just don't know that this is the one to resurrect it. And it's been delayed a bunch of times. I just think Monster Hunter is the is the safer bet or easier bet here. Um, yeah. I think yeah. they win easily. All right. So the next one then would be Resident Evil versus... Assuming this comes out, God of War Ragnarok. Wow. <laughs> yep. Okay. I'm <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to think about what what to say here because the 
God of War Ragnarok, like in the God of War series, literally lifted plate like PS4 to a different level of of stature in a lot of yeah. ways. And even even more so than I think Spider-Man did. And Spider-Man has more of a name behind him. But God of War Ragnarok, I have a feeling is going to be like Spider-Man Miles Morales. It okay. might be a, it might be a four to two hour experience, maybe not a full blown you know new game which is what i want from them right and if that's the case if it's more of a miles morales like god of war 1.5 mm-hmm. i would say resident evil mm-hmm. um so in this case dang this yeah this <laughs> this one's rough this is this one person wins this match and it's a great game it's a buzzer mm-hmm. beater and i have a feeling like i'm imagining it right now Kratos is dribbling down the court <laughs> and lady and he's he's going to go for a slam dunk. But Lady Dermistru at nine foot blocks the shot and yep. they go. Yeah, you know, Resident Evil wins. I just yeah, <laughs> Resident Evil won. You can go with Resident Evil. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. Man, God of War was like my favorite game on the PS4. Yeah, Hands down. It, like yeah. it's God of War and Uncharted 4 are were my favorite PS4 games. And this is a tough one because I love Resident Evil 7. This looks like more of that, which I think is good. I don't think this game's going to be bad at all. God of War, though. Man, I don't know. Like, God of War is like the marquee game for PlayStation at the moment, right? Yeah, it's yeah. It's just that I worry that they're they're rushing the next game, which okay. means that we're going to get a shorter experience. I I want to pick God of War. I want to put Kratos in rage mode and he dunks over Lady Dermistru yep. for the game winning for the game winning <laughs> shot. But you know, there's we haven't seen anything of Ragnarok yeah. other than a logo, and that's too many unknowns. Yep. I think I think in my eyes, but it, it is your bracket. I want you to put in the the game you want to put in for your bracket. So if it's God of War, put in God of War. Well, it's got I, it's got to be it's got to be both of us deciding. But me personally, I think it's Resident Evil because I don't think God of War is coming out this year. I just don't think it is. The fact I, that we haven't heard anything. Yeah. In, yeah since that e3 conference that's what i'm saying like i just i can't believe that it's going to come out in the fall i just don't see it i mean it hasn't been long enough for them to make another game and if it is coming out this year it's not going to be the same length at all so i think resident evil we got to go with on this one yeah and and i will say if they delay god of war to 2022 which i think they should do i think Mm -hmm. we're going to get a more traditional 10 hour 15 hour story mode experience yeah so if if and i know I, I can't imagine a year i don't know how much of a year difference makes in video games because neither of us are in that kind of area or expertise right but if they delay to 2022 i think we're going to get more of a traditional god of war game yeah all right so resident evil moves on um yep. lives to fight another day so the next one we have ghostwire tokyo versus mario golf super rush Oh, okay. So <laughs> completely opposite of the spectrum for games. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, but that that's what we play March Madness for. You get you get seedings mm-hmm. and teams that are unexpected. Now I I really did like Mario Golf, but I don't know the staying power of this Mario Golf, especially if it's anything like Mario Tennis. Okay. Where that game came out. And they didn't update it forever until people were already done playing it and then updated it again. 
Yeah. So I, I think in this case, even though they're Ghostwire in the same ways is a lot like God of War. There's too many unknowns. Yeah. But I think I'm going to take the I think I'm going to take Ghostwire just because it's that more exciting game. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for Mario Golf, but I just to me, I don't know how long people are going to play that game. Like I'll play it for a solid probably week or so when it comes out. But after that, who knows? You know, Mario Tennis, I bounced off super hard. So I think Ghostwire in this case would be the better option. Yeah. All right. Uh, then we have Pokemon Snap versus uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. This, this, this is a good one. This mm-hmm. is definitely a good one. So Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart really does seem to be one of the first PS5 games coming out that is going to it's supposed to blow people's mind. Yeah. And I do look forward to it. And you you said it's against Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap, yep. Mm. Man, yeah, we're getting into the we're getting into the matchups that could really go head or tails here. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm and I'm going off of pure pure fan pure like just wanting to have this game be good, I think I'm gonna go Pokemon Snap. Really? I. <laughs> Uh, like like I said, I've we've been looking for this game for 20 plus years, it feels like. And I yeah. it might literally be 20 years since since the last one came out. Yeah. And as much as like, I, I just think there's more. I think there's more of a chance that Pokemon Snap comes in and brings in a whole new generation of fans mm-hmm. into the into that genre, gets people into photography, maybe. And I Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I think, looks fantastic, and I don't doubt it's going to be a fantastic game. Yep. But I, um, I, I, I just think that Pokemon Snap is what's going to is what's going to end up being the better game. And maybe I'm putting too much hype on Pokemon <laughs> Snap, but you know that that that's that's the thing as a fan, you put too much hype around your favorite franchises that blind you from what could be good in the future. And yeah, um. This one was a tough one. I think, man, Ratchet and Clank is like the one they're holding up right now of, you know, being like, this is going to use the fast loading times. The last Ratchet and Clank was good. Um, My my question would be for how good the last Ratchet and Clank was, how many people actually played it the whole way through? Yeah, I don't know that. I mean, I know a lot of people did, but I don't know if it was like an insane amount. Um, I know it sold well. But Ratchet and Clank's a weird game because it always is a very good game, but I don't know how many people actually are looking forward to Ratchet and Clank games. Yeah. Um, I just think Pokemon Snap is going to be insane. It's I don't know if it's going to be Animal Crossing level when it comes out, but I think it might be close for a little bit. I think so, too. Yeah. And and you're right. You know, PlayStation is like kind of holding this pillar to Ratchet and Clank. Be like, mm-hmm. this is the game you got to get for PS5. Right. And. While I think it could be great, and I think the whole, you know, not loading or, you know, very low loading times into these brand new worlds is going to be great. I just don't know how many people, as you said, are really clamoring for for this new Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank game. Yeah. And on top of that, I think more people are going to be able to get a hold on Pokemon Snap than they mm-hmm. will be able to with Ratchet and Clank because PS5s are still going to be in shortage, even in yeah. April. Yeah. All right. So we'll go Pokemon Snap. Yeah. All right. So this next one is another uh, matchup of two new ones that got pushed to the second round. We have 
Battlefield, whatever that one is, is supposed to be coming out this fall. And then a game that also just came out, It Takes Two. It Takes Two is getting a lot of good reviews right it now. Is. And it I is. have played a couple hours of it. Hmm. I crave for something so different in shooting right now, like mm-hmm. something different from Call of Duty. And as much as I love Apex, different than Apex. Yeah. And if if what Battlefield needed to do is they they just need to stick in the modern warfare era. And I think that game has a chance to. To, to be bigger in, in okay. a lot of ways, so I, I think in a surprise upset, I think I'm going Battlefield here. I agree. I really like um, It Takes Two so far, but yeah. I think there's such a huge fan base for Battlefield that I think it has to be Battlefield, right? And they've been working on it for a while now. Um, yeah. I think they're going to come in with something good. I think they're going to have some form of Battle Royale that'll be pretty cool. Um, you know, blowing up buildings in a Battle Royale would be cool. So yeah. I think it has to be Battlefield on this one, and hopefully they do a good job. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. All right. <laughs> um, next one, we have uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remake that went through against the yeah. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. It's funny. I know I know somebody <laughs> who would literally hear this question and would say the Star Wars Saga, like, mm-hmm. in, a, in a blink of an eye. But yep. I, I think in this case, as as popular as like the Lego games are. And I am excited for this, uh, for this Lego game. Mm-hmm. I have to still, I have to give it to uh diamond and Pearl. I yeah. really, I, I think that the, the new way that they're kind of staying faithful, but reanimating a lot of things with the original will, will prove to be successful for them. And I honestly think uh, as long as these games review, well, I think we're going to start seeing that become the standard of their remakes. Yeah. I agree. Um, I'm super excited for the Lego Star Wars. I mean, I have that bet going on with my other two friends to see who can finish it first, but it's another Lego Star Wars game. So I think Pokemon Diamond's going to be the bigger game here. Um, and then the last matchup of the second round here, we have Halo, which went on versus No More Heroes 3. Halo. Yeah, I think that's pretty no brainer there. I think No More Heroes is going to be cool. But yeah, I, I need to get into the no more heroes um, mm-hmm. game. I'm kind of surprised I haven't yet. And I need to start looking to see if I can get that game for switch. Yeah. But my backlog is already so bad <laughs> on on switch that I think I'm going to wait. And then maybe when there's a chance in the summer that I'm gone for a couple weeks mm-hmm. and we will. And maybe that's maybe that's when I'll pick up the game right before I go on vacation. And maybe I'll be able to to really get down on gaming. And yeah. get some of those, get some of the backlog switch games out of there. All right. So Halo moves on. Yeah, Third Halo. round. Here we go. Back for Blood versus Monster Hunter Rise. This is Both tougher than big, I. Yeah, this is a tough one. Th- yeah, this is a tougher than I actually thought. I I think in this particular case, and we're still we're still in it for the left for dead aspect and Mm -hmm. the fact that this game is going to be this cooperative masterpiece and the game that you're going to make so many memories with your friends that I think that I still see back for blood taking this one. I I like monster hunter rides. I really do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think back for blood just has is, is the more exciting game for sure. I agree. I think this one, honestly, in my opinion, I think this one would be a, not a blowout, but not very close. So I would go back for blood as well. 
Yeah. All right. So then we got Resident Evil versus Ghostwire Tokyo. They're kind of the same genre here. Yeah, uh, I'm still going Resident Evil. Uh, this <laughs> correct. <laughs> yeah. On. Um, on like there are a lot of unknowns about Ghostwire, and they could have as a star player on that team mm-hmm. that just starts draining threes on Lady Dermistru because she's probably a <laughs> down low player. Yep. She's probably not blocking. You know, she's probably not posting. She's not out on the three point line defending. Right. She's posting up. Yep. And uh, so so maybe Ghostwire has what it takes to to beat it. <laughs> But without knowing that team at all or seeing the gameplay or seeing any more of that game, I'm going Resident Evil. Yeah, Resident Evil for sure on this one for me. Um, All right. Pokemon Snap Battlefield. (laughs) Who I. I, you know, and I was so hot on Pokemon Snap at first, (laughs) but I think about what the new Battlefield could do, and I'm more excited for Battlefield, I think. Okay. Uh, just because I think uh, as long as they they need to answer Call of Duty in some way, like it's always been that I think Battlefield has always looked the better game and has always maybe been a lot more about, um, you know, blowing up stuff and seeing the real time effects where Call of Duty hasn't where Snap is trying to, you know, Snap in a lot of ways is just trying to play the nostalgia value. We know Snap. Um, we saw him a long time ago in the tournament and he was great, yeah. mm-hmm. but we don't know if this, if this new one's going to be good and yeah. neither, we don't know battlefield going to be good either. Oh uh, man. What, what are you going to go with? I, I, maybe that will influence <laughs> me, but I, I, I think in this matchup, it, they had a good run, but I think this is where Pokemon snap goes down just because I think battlefield has a chance to re redo and completely rechange battle royales. So I think, battlefield is the way to go on this one yeah i i think i think in my head i i that's what i wanted to say but i was too afraid to say it <laughs> that's I was fine it's too, too afraid to say so battlefield goes on yes. and then we have pokemon remakes the diamond and pearl versus halo infinite <laughs> wow 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 mm-hmm. like the the thing is, and I, I'm saying this pretty quickly, but I think here I would still say Pokemon mm-hmm. just because I'm afraid that like there's a there's an opportunity that Halo doesn't even make it into this far into the tournament. Yeah, there's there's a possibility that Halo Infinite sucks. Yeah, no matter how many times they delay it, no yeah. matter what they do to it, there is a chance that this game doesn't live up to expectations and still sucks. Yeah, so. I think that this rematch Diamond and Pearl remaster are playing it safe. We know what they are, and they're kind of calling back to the old games in a lot of ways. I'm saying Pokemon here. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Pokemon's probably the better way to go here. Um, I mean, I realized too that I didn't put the other Pokemon in this bracket. I just didn't want it to be overwhelmed with Pokemon. <laughs> well, Ar- Arceus won't come out this year, yeah. So you're you're good there. So. This is a tough one, but I think Pokemon just because one, I don't have total faith that Halo is going to come out this year and two, it could suck. It really could. (laughs) It really could. So I think Pokemon is the is the bet here. All right. So we got Back for Blood versus Resident Evil. Resident Evil. You think so? I'm I'm going with the I'm going with the known thing here. We. I think there's there's a there is a really decent chance that Back for Blood ends up being the game that reignites 
the Left 4 Dead franchise and everybody falls in love with it. Mm-hmm. But there's there's something about the the hype around this Resident Evil game and how different it is. Seven and the recent hits that they had with the remaster, mm-hmm. uh, I think more people are excited about that okay. than uh, oh that than Back for Blood. So for me, I'm I'm still taking uh, Resident <laughs> Evil here. I mean, Wanda story driven single player experience the other one is a multiplayer co-op game so same genre but different idea but i think i want back for blood to be the better game but i think resident evil will be the better game yeah personally yeah i would love for back for blood to be better but i just don't see it uh and then we got battlefield versus the pokemon remakes You know, I don't think I've said this yet, but this one might be the toughest one of all. <laughs> because I I really want like I really want this battlefield to be good. I really yeah. want one of these games to be good. And we we know Pokemon is good. And let's be honest, if like me personally in this bracket, like everybody probably has Pokemon going a decent way because they're the blue bloods of the conference mm-hmm. or of the tournament. They're always in it. They're never really out and they always perform well. So um, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but I think I think Pokemon again. <laughs> um, Pokemon, yeah. Like I know it's the more popular game, um, but Battlefield. We start after a few rounds, you kind of get tired of the unknown quality. Mm-hmm. Where again, we don't know what this Battlefield is. So it it the unknown and the excitement has carried it. The uh and the the joy of this team carried it the first couple rounds, but again the you know it's uh, it's pokemon they're the dukes of the mm-hmm. of the of, of basketball in a way they're always in the conference and they're usually making a really deep run i think i would agree there's just too much unknown about battlefield for how good it could be it could also be a halo thing where it's not good at all mm-hmm. so i think pokemon is the choice so then we have resident evil versus pokemon in the final yeah for best best game of the year book it Put it, lock it in. This will be our number one at the end of the year. See, betting odds on this, <laughs> Pokemon would be the favorite. And mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Resident Evil would be that far behind. But mm-hmm. I think that's because Resident Evil's market and crowd is not as big mm-hmm. as as Pokemon's. Hmm. You, you have an answer for this one? I do. What? I'm waiting for yours. OK, <laughs> I I do have an answer. Yeah, and much like a lot of March March Madness brackets this year, I think I'm going to play it safe, and I'm going to say Pokemon wins. And they're kind of like with Gonzaga. Everybody has Gonzaga winning this year, <laughs> and they're still in the tournament. I think Pokemon is kind of that that same thing, where there's... I, I'm trusting what I know, and the, past, and the past couple Pokemon games I've always played and I've always had fun with, where Resident Evil, I've usually been too much of a baby to play. So... <laughs> I'm I'm going Pokemon for me. I think there is no way that Pokemon wins solely based on the fact that I refuse to believe that a remake will be the best game next this year. And and you know what? I'm I'm glad you have I'm glad you you have the bravery to say I think that. it has to be Resident Evil. I don't think you can pick a remake game as the best game of this year. I just don't think it's possible. Yeah, we already people have already played it. I mean, we can 
we can put in, you know, your pick is Pokemon and mine is Resident Evil. I'm fine with that. But I just refuse to let, in my opinion, a remake win. Yeah, I, I think it gets its yeah. due because it deserves to be in the final. But I just think for me, Resident Evil is a game I'm most excited for this year. Yeah, like easily. So I don't know. I guess I have a lot of hope in that game. And maybe that comes out and it's not great. And that would be super disappointing. But I, based I think on the morals, of that is very, very low. But based yeah, on no. the morals of I don't want a remake to win, I go Resident Evil. Yeah. And every <laughs> I know, like the pick I'm picking has, you know, oh, of course they're winning. You know, it's mm-hmm. Pokemon. They win all the time. But re- regardless, I yeah, I, I think Pokemon wins just because it's it's a no. It's more of a known quantity for me personally, mm-hmm. where I didn't, you know, the Resident Evil games I've played are seven the remake and the remake of three. I didn't play the remake of two, but you know, there's a chance that resident evil is just way too scary for me. And (laughs) you know, that's, that's a fact that I hate to admit, but you know, that's how much of a coward I am. And I, you know, maybe I am mark it down. Now when we do our end of the year discussion for top 10 games of the year, my number one will be resident evil and your number one will be Pokemon diamond and pearl remake. Yep. Cool. We did it. Yeah, that that was a lot of fun, Craig. I'm really <laughs> glad you came up with that idea. That was that was good. Yeah. So go spend all your money pre-ordering Pokemon and Resident Evil. Yep. And we'll see who wins. It'll yep. can Pikachu dunk on Lady Demistru or is it <laughs> going to be Charizard? So. <laughs> well, well, we'll have to see. You know, it's, yeah. it's it's a fun little thing to think about. So we're we're, we're getting close to an hour here for yep. the most part. So. Um, for the most part, what I think I'm going to do here is um, games played this week. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. go ahead and share what we played. Uh, Batland Wonderworld, which I'm surprisingly having fun with. Okay. Um, for me, this is a game where I started playing it and I kind of turned my brain off. Um, you have to. It's one button. Yeah. <laughs> and I do think the fact that it is a one button game kind of hurts it, you know, I, I hate the fact that the jump it like there are exclusive costumes that jump like not mm-hmm. every costume can jump, which I just think is stupid. But um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I like these simple platformers. It's it's this game is so easy. It, it really is a game where I really do think you could you could give this game to a kid and I really do think he'd understand it pretty easily. There's yeah. not a lot of enemy enemies. There's not I guess there is a lot going on the screen, but not a lot that will attack you. Right. And I think I honestly do think one of the main complaints I do have of this game is the is the costume management yeah. where the the costumes, I think, are unique and the enemy designs are great, uh, especially the boss designs. They're really unique. But the the costumes and how they work is literally you unlock one. You have to have a key to unlock the costume. But you if you die with that costume on and let's say you only have one of that costume, you're not getting it back unless you go and get that costume in that world again, which I just think is really a stupid way to barrier people from like getting puzzles. I think when you unlock a costume, it should just be unlocked. You can switch to it at any point. You don't have to go, you know, I'm in world nine, but I need this costume in world one, which I don't (laughs) have because I died. So now I need to go back to world one get the costume and hope i don't hit myself along the way and get to you know exit it get to world nine and then get the one balance statue i'm looking for and there there's not a lot of story to this game 
you literally have a shortcut scene where you are this weird antisocial kid. <laughs> Let me tell you, it the opening cutscene looks good, but you're a kid that's dancing and people go to like give you props or they're like they're gonna go tell you how good you are and you just look at the ground and you're like nah you're just like no <laughs> not happy and yeah. you even see a basketball on the ground and there's a kid like yo pass me the rock and your guy just looks at the rock and doesn't <laughs> pass it he just walks right past it like the cold shoulder that your character yeah. gives these people and there really is no like way of explaining really what happens. You find your character, he goes to ballet and wonderland and it's kind of supposed to be the show, which the game does play up the show a little bit. And, you know, you literally get transported into a world with a bunch of weird furball creatures named Tim's yep. the embodiment of happiness. I don't hate the game, but I can absolutely see why people hate it. And I, I was hoping for a more, sonic experience which i knew in the demo i wasn't getting but you know, no matter no matter what i this this game if i find myself bored and not wanting to think like my brain is fried or something this game isn't a bad game to play <laughs> and i'm not sure about we all know what that says about it but yeah i don't think it's a bad game um it is super simple which is not a bad thing i enjoy platformers so that part of it is right up my alley i think like it it feels like it's moving a little sluggish to me. Um, I don't, I don't I'm, it may be intentional. I don't know. But like you run kind of weird. Um, it takes like a little bit of a start to get you going. The jump almost feels like it's not as high as it should be. Some of the costumes, right? I only play like the first two levels, but like, yeah, yeah. The one costume you can kind of like kick your feet and float um, kind of like Luigi. But uh, I think it looks nice. Yeah. Um the story doesn't really matter in this type of game, so I'm not going to knock it for not really having a story or being a weird story. Uh, I don't think it's as bad as the reviewers are saying it. it is. Um, I just don't think it's like anything super special, right? It won't be on my top 10 list for sure. But for a simple game platforming, if you're looking for that, it's not a bad option. Yeah. Yeah, I so, absolutely agree. Yeah. What else do you play? Uh, so I was, I'm thinking about it. I think I'm going to leave VR games till next week. Okay. Maybe that'll be a better time to a do deep it. deep dive into VR. Yeah. Cause I'm going to, I'm getting more games for the VR. So I'm, I'm, I'll have a little bit more to talk about with that. Like okay. I'll say right now, I do love my quest Two. It is a lot of fun mm -hmm. and I can see why the quest Two is like, and I think they came out with a statement. Facebook slash Oculus said that the quest Two is the highest selling VR set they've ever had, which makes sense yep. considering People are stuck inside and they want to move. And my favorite game is Hollow Point so far. And that's all I'll say about that at the moment. So <laughs> the next game I played was Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah. Now, the Monster Hunter Rise I'm really enjoying, but I like Monster Hunter. If you are new to Monster Hunter and a lot of menus scare you off, a lot of tutorials scare you off, you're going to have trouble playing this game and getting into it. But once you... Once you're able to get past the tutorials and get more into the regular loop of the gameplay, I do think there's fun to be had. And this game, you know, and this almost goes with to say with any game, but it's a lot of fun with friends. And I do have some friends that actually picked up the game, so I'm able to play with them. And that makes the experience a little bit more enjoyable. So one thing I think that hurts this game is the fact that there's no in-game voice chat. 
and Nintendo really stinks at doing yeah. the voice chat stuff. There may be in-game voice chat now that I think about it, but not like a party chat. So even when I'm playing Monster Hunter Rise, I'm in Discord with my friends okay. um, playing with them. It's more of Monster Hunter, and it's a Monster Hunter on the Switch game, which is what people are excited for. I really love the Japanese like costume and the era stuff going on with this game. So in a lot of ways, and it, it does run surprisingly well. I haven't run into any issues, and the game looks pretty. Even, even with games that have PS4 Pro and PS5 and Xbox, this game looks pretty. I was going to uh, ask if it looked and ran well. That was the one yeah. thing I was worried about. Yeah, I do. Th I, I think it does. And okay. I, I haven't seen a problem with it. So with that, I give Monster Hunter Rise a complete recommendation from this podcast. It made it pretty far into the tournament. So I think I I think this game deserves deserves the warrant and excitement it's been getting. And I think a lot of ways right now, it's kind of hard to find this game. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of stores are out of stock of it. And I think that's because. People have been waiting for a month, you know, Monster Hunter World was fantastic. And maybe one day I'll get into the greatness and the revitalization that came of Monster Hunter with World. But Rise on the Switch, it's an on-the-go platform. It's been running well since I've started it. And I think that that bodes well for, for anybody. I think anybody, as long as you can get through the kind of slow beginning, which is an ask of a lot of people, <laughs> um, you're, you're going to have fun with this game. I wish I could get into the Monster Hunter games. I just can't. Like, I know everybody speaks so highly of it, and they enjoy playing it with their friends, especially Monster Hunter World. And, like, I tried, but I just could not get into it, and it really bums me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, So I did put a couple hours into It Takes Two um, this weekend, and I can say without a doubt that it is a very good game. I enjoyed A Way Out, right, the last one he did. Yeah. Um, Thought it was a good game. I didn't think it was fantastic but it was it was fun to play um i think the story in this is is very dark it has to do with divorce right and the kid basically turns her parents into dolls so they can work out their problems um, which is an interesting concept to do for a video game um we had talked a little bit off the podcast but for a game that is talking about divorce and getting back together like playing this with your significant other at times will make you want to get a divorce because it can be extremely frustrating <laughs> um or maybe I just get too angry at video games. That's probably more the reason here. But as like a couch co-op um, or even if you're not in couch co-op, right, you have the the friend code where you can invite somebody to play and they can play the whole game with you, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I want more games like this. We don't get enough of them. And I'm glad that at least one developer is doing this. So it's a ton of fun. It varies up what you do. Um, so far, I've done like, you know, things with nails and hammers that you have to cooperate on. We've had like one person has a gun that shoots sticky substance. The other one shoots matches that blows up the substance. Like it, it forces you to work together. And like the variation is really cool. Um, there are a lot of cutscenes though, which I did not expect. So there's a lot of like watching. So it's a kingdom hearts game. It's not as bad as that. <laughs> it's not quite as bad as that, but there is a decent amount. So I did not expect that. And they have little mini games you can play that you'll find throughout the world um, where like I've done like a tug of war. I've done like a whack-a-mole where I had to pop up holes and then uh, the other person has to try and hit you when you pop up. And then it keeps track of how many times you win or lose. Um, but I think it's a, it's really cool. So for 40 bucks, especially considering if you're playing with another person, only one person needs to buy it. I think it's 100% a buy. So yeah. I know you're still waiting on your copy. 
but uh, I will gladly play through it twice. I think yeah, it's a great um, game. One thing I did want to ask you was a lot of the reviewers are saying that the book is annoying. The book of love thing. Do you mm-hmm. guys find him annoying or charming? I think he's funny. Okay. Um, well, he's extremely good. over the good. top, but we got that from the trailer, right? Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's so over the top and like the characters themselves hate him. Like they, they hate him because he's constantly like, they're trying to get to their daughter and every time he'll get in the way and like shut the door. So you can't get to her because he's bound and determined to fix their marital problems. I think he's hilarious. I don't have a problem with him at all. Good. So Good. Okay. yeah, he's, he's pretty cool. All right. So uh, other than that, I've been playing more Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm almost mm-hmm. done with it. And the story, the story is pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Of course, in, in the story, you, if you haven't played other Assassin's Creed game, you're going to get really lost as to what they're talking about. <laughs> but um, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is fun. And those are those were really the three games other than what I played on VR. OK, um, the last thing that I played and since we're an audio podcast, you can't really see it, but it is directly behind me was yep. I, I finally caved and bought myself an arcade one up machine. So I have the NBA Jam arcade machine built in uh, my room here. I will say that the nostalgia is real. Um, building it wasn't that terrible, probably took me about an hour. Um, but it's kind of one of those things. And again, I have strong nostalgia for this game. So I built it and like turned it on and had it in its like loop mode like you would see in an arcade. And I found myself just staring at it for like a good 10 or 15 minutes. Just like (laughs) the memories of walking in an arcade and walking by all these screens and seeing these screens trying to entice you to put your money in. Um, They definitely kept the arcade version because NBA Jam is notorious for rubber banding, right? Like to keep the games close. And I've played like eight games and I've won one. So okay. it's still extremely unforgiving. It's always been that way. Uh, so don't expect if you pick one of these up that you're going to win every time. You won't. Um, but the online is cool, right? I have you know a, a brother-in-law who bought one as well, so we can play with each other. You can set it up so that people can join whenever they want or they have to request to join, um, which I think is kind of cool. So you can be playing and it'll pop up in the corner like, hey, this person wants to play with you. And then you can just go right into it, just like you would if somebody walked up when you're in the arcade and put a quarter in next to you. Um, yeah, so that's really that cool. cool. It has NBA Jam, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, and NBA Hang Time. So for me, it was I paid you know $300. Well worth it. I think it's awesome. Um, it's not as small as I thought it would be. It comes up to almost, almost like chin level for me when I'm standing up. So I, I think it's really cool. I don't want to fall down a hole where I buy like 10 of these, but I've always wanted arcade machines and to have one like this is pretty cool. So if you can find one for the right price, a hundred percent, I would say pick one up. Yeah. The, the really, the only like arcade game that I have true memories playing was the Homer or the Simpsons game yeah. in, in bowling alleys. If that came out, which I think people have modded it or it has come out before, mm-hmm. but those games are so expensive And a part of me just wants to be like, you know, maybe one day I'll play it and the and they'll bring out an actual arcade machine where it's not going to cost me seven hundred dollars to get one. Yeah. But until then, you know, I'm happy that these are becoming a thing, though. They take up a lot of space. They do. It it looks like it. it. It's a nice throwback to a lot of people who, you know, lived in lived in arcades in a lot of ways when their parents were in the mall. They were in the arcade part of the mall. When 
you know, parents were, you know, shopping and doing other stuff or, you know, you decided to instead of going over and playing games with your friends, you met your friends at an arcade yep. and you had a bunch of quarters. And I, I wasn't I didn't even technically do that when I was younger, but I know that's what people did. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see. And I didn't even know that the NBA jam was like online. And yeah. your analogy says it perfectly. It's almost as if somebody put that quarter in right next to you and yep. you could start playing, which I think is an excellent way to put it. Yeah, I mean, for me, obviously, I'm a little bit older, um, so I have a, a vivid memory of arcades and, you know, the younger generation probably doesn't. But just that memory of like my dad would go with me and he'd be like, all right, here's ten dollars and quarters and he would get ten dollars and quarters and we would go our separate ways and play whatever. And sometimes we'd play games the same one, but uh, it just it hits all that the feels, if you will. Right. Yeah. And I think obviously that's what they're going for. So I think it's really cool. Yeah, but then that's what we ended up playing this week. You guys are getting a little bit of an extra podcast, so (laughs) hopefully you guys are uh, staying in there. Uh, What we watched this week for really, I'm not going to go into some of the other stuff I watched. I'll save that for next week due to time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, again, is a really impressive show with um, this one was, I, I feel like the tension in this episode is what I felt a lot of it. You know, there's... There's Falcon and Bucky trying to track where, you know, what's going on with the flag flag bashers, flag smashers, flag right? smashers. Flag smashers. Yeah, yeah, I was I was close, more close <laughs> than I thought I'd be. Yeah. And they find out, you know, all of these people are super soldiers and, you know, Captain America, super soldiers. So Captain America, the new one gets involved along with his friend yep. who I can't remember uh i forget what they call him i'm blanking but they don't get along like the two separate teams are not friends at all and i really do like what you know bucky has kind of had this dark secret i i guess it's not dark but they they go to bucky mentions about you know another super soldier and it ends up being someone who defeated him and ripped off his arm yep and it was uh You know, it was an old war vet who's black and Falcon just can't believe it. You know, how is why was why was he not kind of pumped up kind of like how Captain America was? And in the episode, you see a lot of um, racial injustice where, you know, people are like, yo, Bucky is Falcon messing with you. Like, is he bothering you? And they continue to tell him no. But, you know, the, the, the cops, you know, end up bringing more than they need. Uh, I, I will say my favorite scene was kind of the therapy scene where they're trying to like get them (laughs) to like get closer and be more of a team where they, they both just hate it. And the, the forcing them to stare into each other's eyes. I just found myself smirking the entire time because they're, they both act like two dudes would, you know, that are, that are not in a relationship that would go, I can't get any closer. And, you know, and, and the bickering between the two, I just thought was so good. So, Two things that I wanted to point out in this episode. One is Captain America, new Captain America is 100% U.S. agent, 100% yeah. um, willing to bet a ton of money on that. Um, so we're going to get, obviously, we started to get the his, you know, him, the bad side of him is starting to come out, right? He's very arrogant. Um, but the other thing was that you touched on a little bit was when they went to visit Isaiah. Right. Which was, you know, Bucky's old friend that with who also had the super soldier serum. Um, This probably most people didn't notice, but 
the kid who answers the door, his grandson, mm-hmm. uh, his, he says his name is Elijah. Um, they this 100 percent also, in my mind, at least proves that Wanda's kids are going to come back. Um, Elijah is Patriot um, in Young Avengers. So basically what oh, Patriot, okay. uh, Patriot is, he joins the Young Avengers and says that he has a super soldier serum. He does not, um, but he lies to get into the Young Avengers. Eventually he gets hurt because he he's not a superhero. Um, and to save him, his grandfather, which is Isaiah, gives him a blood transfusion, which in turn gives him superhero powers. So that is Patriot. So that means we 100% in my mind are getting Young Avengers. So we now have Patriot. Yeah. We have Wanda's two kids. We have Miss Marvel coming. Um, and so I was super excited to see that. Um, and if you don't, you know, if you don't know who Patriot is, you wouldn't have noticed. And they're not really going out of their way to point that out. But super pumped for that scene. Um, so I'm really, really into the show now. It's adding a lot of stuff that I'm like, all right, we're getting there. Yeah, it's it's a different tone than yeah. what um than what WandaVision was, but I'm enjoying every second of it. Yep. And you know, we at this point we just have to hope that it continues the continues the the role it has going on here. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I really like that you knew like that certain scene. Like that's not something I realized because I never um read the comics, but that that's really cool that they're doing that. I didn't realize that that's how that yeah. maybe we're going to get young Avengers at some point. I'm sure they'll bring him back again sometime in this series, but you know, Marvel has such a way of doing that where they'll throw something out real quick that they know some people will pick up on, but then they'll explain it later down the road, which I just think it's really cool that they're putting Patriot in there. So super excited. Yeah, but th- that's really all I ended up watching other than some other stuff, yep. which I'll talk about next week. How about yourself? Nope. I just winter soldier Falcon winter soldier. Was it for me? We got Godzilla right. this week, so. Yeah, we're going to be watching that. And mm-hmm. I think that what that comes out tomorrow, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. The 31st. Yep. So we will we'll be you'll get a, you'll get our um, impressions on Godzilla versus King Kong. Yep. And with that, we're going to go ahead and end the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for the support you've been giving us. And if you like the podcast, please make sure to share it. If you're interested in supporting us, we have a Twitter page. We have an Instagram. We have a Facebook and a Twitch Yep. And I know my Twitch stream was short, but that's because I really didn't know what in- inside gaming was going to be about. And it ended up being not as exciting as not I much. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if you're interested in that, you could watch it. But um, again, if you guys are interested in submitting any questions for the podcast, you can go to the website, highsensitivitygaming.com or email highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com. And we'll make sure to try to incorporate it into the show somehow. Yeah, so make sure that- and put it put in there your pick for what you thought should have won the bracket. So yeah. we can look at those too, or hit us up on social media, but I'd, I'd be interested to see what everybody else thinks. Yeah. And let us know maybe what game we maybe forgot. If there was yeah. a game, maybe some rare 16 seed game <laughs> that was going, uh, that could have, that maybe could have won the tournament. Uh, yeah. That was a really fun idea. So I've, I enjoyed that and I'm interested to see what other people think, but that's it from me, Barry. And with, with Craig here, we'll see you guys next time. See you later. Thank you.